Okay, so this is an episode I did with Dr. Richard Mack, who uh, often does uh, live shows on Instagram himself. He has a Instagram channel called The MMA Doc. He also has a website called The MMA Doc. And uh, he does a lot of, uh, he does some lives of fighters himself, but he also does some lives where he takes questions and also talks about, you know, preparation, whether it comes to diet, weight cutting, strength and conditioning, all the different aspects physically in order to prepare for mixed martial arts fights. And, uh, you know, he talks somewhat about his business that he has uh, assisting MMA fighters. So in this episode, we kind of got into all of that. And, uh, you know, he's he has an interesting channel and uh, it's interesting to see uh, some, uh, you know, qualified doctors coming into the into the game that are sharing some of their knowledge on things like Instagram Live and so forth. So check it out. This is Dr. Richard Mack. Hey, how you doing today, sir? Good, good, Todd. How's, how's everything on your end? Oh, great, <clears throat> great. So, you know, I want to thank you for time to do this. I know you got, I know you're real busy. You know, I have a cousin who's a surgeon, so I saw. <laughs> I know you, your time's valuable. Um, but I was wanting to know, uh, kind of. I like to let people kind of introduce themselves. If anyone who's watching this that may not be familiar with you. Okay. Yeah. Sure. So. Uh... <clears throat> My name is uh, Dr. Richard Mack. I'm a physical therapist, and I am, uh, you know, on Instagram known as the MMA Doc. So I started a business during 2020, um, really a digital business, working with uh, martial artists and combat athletes. I'm a injury and uh, performance coach for combat athletes, and um, I've been working with. Uh, martial artists and combat athletes, fighters for a number of years, like physically in person, um, but I decided to shift over to digital and honestly it's just been great i've been able to expand my reach and just work with athletes around the world and um, really just spreading that message of just training smarter and owning your injuries and you know i'm very grateful that it's just caught on and, and you know my popularity has kind of grown because of that now you said you started doing it in 2020 where you just that was was that when you found the sport or was it why did you decide to do it at that time um, that was during the whole pandemic, right? Once everything got shut down and, uh, you know, obviously, uh, in my profession, we are just very in-person and you know, there's no way around it. Um, so I just couldn't work. And then I was just thinking of, uh, you know, what I wanted to really do. And I was like, okay, well, it sounds like this thing isn't going away. So I was like, okay, like, what am I going to do? And then I decided to just really, uh, worked digitally with uh, some athletes in the meantime. And then I saw that it's like, oh, this is going really well. And then I said, okay, you know what? I can actually like uh, really start a business with it and really just start thinking about the deep problems that athletes really have and really uh, just create a service that actually addresses those deep needs. And, um, you know, and luckily it's just been growing because it has a message that has been resonating with a number of athletes. Now, how long have you had an interest in MMA? Because why did you decide to go that route? You must have been following the sport or something. Uh, I've been training Muay Thai for a number of years. Like, uh, I think it's like over a decade now. That's really like, my first love. But I've worked with uh, jiu-jitsu guys, wrestling guys, MMA guys, and everything. And um, I always like enjoyed MMA as well. Um, but it's just like I've kind of grown basically uh, a rapport with a number of different uh, martial artists. So I did like having the 
brand name like the MMA docs to just to let them know that hey, I don't only work with strikers, I don't only work with grapplers. Like I do, I work with both. And you know, luckily on the roster, I do have like a mix of Muay Thai athletes, uh, Jiu Jitsu athletes, and also MMA athletes and boxers as well. So now I wanted to talk to you a little bit because I saw you kind of uh, commented on a story I had posted about this fighter passing away. As a doctor, I wanted to kind of have your insight into this. Mm -hmm. So, um, so. What were you gonna say? No, no. I was. I just wanted to say, kind of what, having read about it, what's kind of your overall thoughts on that? So it's really unfortunate. I think you know, combat sports is a risk. It's. I think um, a lot of it tends to attract a lot of uh, younger population. So they are a little less aware of the dangers involved in the sport. So they just think like, oh, well, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna slug it out you know, win a belt and everything and it's all good. Maybe I'll get a little lumps and it's, it's nothing major. But um, there's legitimate risks involved, right? People do like uh, get brain bleeds, right? So, so that's what happens with some fighters where, you know, they get um, knocked out and also never bring a brain bleed and then, you know, that causes a big problem. Um, they are doing dangerous weight cuts. I've spoken to a number of athletes. They've enrolled in athletes like that where, um, you know, they'll tell me, it's like, yeah, I'm fighting a month and uh, it's 20 pounds under and I'm going to lose 10 pounds in a month and I'll cut the water for the rest. And they really have no structured plan about how to do it. And the thing is, uh, when they're cutting water, it is really dangerous already, um, especially if you don't know what you're doing. And then they pay no attention to how to replenish afterwards. So what happens is if you are not fully replenished or rehydrated afterwards, um, your performance takes a dip, and then also uh, you increase your risk of injury. So, like, your, your risk of a concussion increases when you're dehydrated. So um, th there's a lot of risk involved, and that's the message I want to really kind of push with athletes. Like, really train smarter, work with a professional, so that you are putting your best foot forward if you really want to last in the sport. Now, can you kind of explain the subdural hematoma, you know, kind of in a language that's... Um, oh, okay. Yeah, less, so less, basically... I can't understand what it is. Yeah, so, so basically it's like a, like a little brain bleed. So basically something is like, um, it's a little bleeding like under the, the brain. And then it basically, um, there's no way to let up the pressure. And, you know, obviously I'm not a surgeon. There's not something I deal with, but that is a something that ringside doctors really look at and be like, oh, well, you know, this person got to go right to the hospital right away and then they'll perform like some emergency procedure and, and obviously take care of it but you know someone that doesn't really know and all of a sudden now they're really going out and like uh, you know, it could really spell like uh, a big problem for them so that's why they always do those exam examinations on them before and after the fight to see how they're doing now is that more more than likely from actual damage or is that more maybe a result of a wake up previous then you're more successful uh, generally, like damage, you know, it's uh, it, there's so many different reasons why, but the, you know, obviously, uh, you will have to get hit, you know, repeatedly hard enough, and it'll happen. So that's just something that you always have to be aware of. So you want to be uh, as sharp as possible when you're in your fight, right? So if you are, let's say, having a bad weight cut, and you're going in, you're feeling lethargic, like a walking like a zombie in there. And now your defense sucks, your reaction sucks, and you're getting bludgeoned. Like, obviously, you're not putting yourself in the best position to win your fight, but also, you know, jeopardize your career. 
Now, for an event like the UFC, which really doesn't maybe discourage that, what what's the alternative? What's a what's a way to correct that issue? Um, you know, it's it's tricky. Like, uh, obviously, um, you know, combat sports is what it is, and it, there's always going to be a risk involved. Um, with the water cutting end, obviously, you know, some promotions do have like a little. Uh, plans in place to kind of cut it like one championship has a hydration test so that that really kind of uh puts the kibosh on extreme weight cutting they have to kind of show up at their walking weight and they test your urine just to see what's going on and making sure that you're not dehydrated so um the main concern i have with that is that amateurs are watching these fights and seeing the fighters like cut extreme amounts of weight and thinking, well, I'm going to do the same thing. And it's no problem. But the thing is, like, uh, there's no plan. They, they have no idea when to uh, call the cut off. And uh, it's, it, it spells a lot of trouble. I've, I've actually spoken to athletes that passed out and ended up in the hospital because of it. Now, your plan, you know, when you started doing it, maybe talk about a little bit of the plan that you had for, like, an, like if I came to you and said, okay, this is what I want to do. How, how, what, what kind of thing, what kind of plan would you give? Uh, a plan that I give for making weight? No, just in general. Like an athlete comes to you and says, what kind of service? Ah, okay, yes. So, um, yeah, generally, so like on the uh, strength and conditioning end, um, we generally just kind of discuss about what's going on. And I really have like a detailed conversation with them. I really just see what's going on. And um, generally, they'll have issues with overtraining or doing just lifting and just feeling too sore for skills training. Or um, they really don't know what they're doing. They're lifting like a bodybuilder or a power lifter. Um, they're doing a lot of cardio and they there's no real structured approach towards it. And uh, they're still gassing out. And um, generally, their eating isn't that great. Um, sometimes like they may eat quote unquote clean, but they're not really eating enough to perform as an athlete and, um, they're just neglecting their sleep. So generally like once I find out what's going on with them, I will kind of create a plan that will really kind of address all those things. So basically like have them on a structured lifting program, depending on what's going on with their injuries or goals and their lifting experience, and then really just give them a structured conditioning program that meets them where they're at with their cardio and really build them up to that level that they want to get and really dial in their nutrition to make sure that um, they're eating to perform and recover and not feel trash, but also trim down, um, down to the right weight. And obviously if they have a water cut or anything like that, I will watch over them and make sure that it's as safe as possible. And then after the weigh-in, like make sure that they're replenishing so they're going in feeling fresh. And that's happened with a lot of my competing athletes uh, recently. So is that something where you're physically with them X amount of days a week, or is it more like a plan where you're giving it to them? Nope, it's uh, it's all digital. We just uh, chat right right through my, my app, and we uh, basically once I create the plan, I deliver it to them. They do the workouts, they leave feedback, they send me a little data, let's say on their heart rate monitor for their cardio sessions, and I will troubleshoot it and guide them along the way about what they should be aiming for and then tracking their progress along the way. And then, you know, when they track their food, I can see what they're eating. I can see how much they weigh. And then basically troubleshoot things along the way. And then um, as their weight cut, um, their fight comes up and they're doing, let's say, a water cut, then I will tell them right away, like, hey, what's going on with this? This is when we start this. This is, this is how the game plan is going to go. And then um, I tell them, this is, at this point, we're going to start uh, modifying this in your eating. 
and then we're going to do your you know, water loading and all that stuff. And then I will just kind of give them a uh, little details about like, all right, this is how much you're going to need to eat and drink right after you weigh in so that you are feeling good for your fight. And then I really kind of keep tabs with them. So it's not one of those things where I just give them a plan and say, hey, you know, have a good day. Good luck with it. It's more like I'm very interactive with my athletes because um, it, communication is very important because some things can always get lost in the details. So I always make sure that, um, you know, everything's in line and just really like to the point. Now, since you started doing it, maybe talk about some of your experiences with the athletes, maybe uh, some things that have, I mean, there's always like trial and maybe some trial and error. I know you obviously you're educated in the, yeah. um, I was doing it, but mm -hmm. maybe you've already had kind of doing it, looking back on it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, athletes, um, you know, working with them digitally is not for everyone. Uh, you have to be a very disciplined type of athlete because some athletes work well with a coach that's just right in front of them and just bark it at them like hey do it one more rep one more rep and everything um obviously i'm it's not like that with me it's more like hey you have to have that type of personality that hey you know what i'm willing to do the work when no one's watching right and generally those are the athletes that do really well with me and once they really follow that instruction and they're very coachable. And I say, hey, I need you to do this and this. And they're like, all right, you got to coach. And then when they do those things, um, I have a pro MMA fighter like that. He, he's very dialed in. And basically, um, all I have to do is just watch over it and just give him little reminders here and there. And then he just really takes off with things. But there are other athletes that, you know, they don't really want to communicate. They rather spend their time on Instagram than chat with their coach. And or they'll just see my workout program and just completely start modifying and all that stuff and not stick to the process and uh, that makes it fun. makes it difficult so you have to have a certain type of personality to really thrive with like an online coach now <clears throat> when you started doing it how how many people did was it kind of a big uh reaction at first or did it take a while for you to get oh you know? so you know what like um yeah, I started everything from scratch, you know, just like a handful of athletes that I just knew that were friends and everything. And I would start working and, you know, basically just kind of getting the little testimonials and social proof and my message out there. And then all of a sudden when athletes and fighters started seeing what I've been telling them and basically with my content, um, they reached out. And then once they started working with me, then they started to experience a difference. And then they start putting out testimonials. And then more of some of their friends or training partners will hit me up. And, uh, you know, luckily, it's just grown a lot. And, um, you know, obviously, I have friends on social media. Let's say I'm the owner of the Muay Thai Memes account. He always shares my posts at times. I get followers. And generally, once they see, like, my content and the message that I push forward, uh, they generally get interested. And once they want to start working with me, then they really kind of see how what it's like to train smarter and you know, it just kind of grows from there for example like <clears throat> mike dolce was kind of front and center in the ufc for a while mm -hmm. familiar with him but i don't really see him around much anymore so i was just kind of wondering you know in this whole world of people that train athletes and the kind of stuff that you do you know i'm actually kind of seeing you more <laughs> than yeah than him. I know he does some other things, but I'm just wondering kind of why a strength and conditioning coach or a dietitian or what might disappear from the scene. 
Uh, you know, everyone has their own reasons. Um, I don't know exactly what happened with uh, Mike Dolce. It could be personal. It could be something happening. It could be politics in the game. Who knows? But um, it's not really a concern for me. All I just focus is on what I have to do. And, uh, you know, I, I think uh, the one cool thing about just my business is that I always just care about pushing the message of having athletes train smarter and just owning their injuries for the long run because of what I see on social media that is so popular right now is not exactly what athletes really need and I really kind of push a realistic approach towards what athletes really need so um, you know and I'm, I'm always thankful that it grew so um, the one thing that I would like to push is like that training pipeline worksheet that I, I kind of mentioned to you um, basically that's just a way for athletes to kind of really look at what's going on at the different aspects of their training because they think that oh well, I just do skills training I lift some weights all good right it's like no it's, there's a lot of different aspects you have to look at whether you're balancing your skills training, which is strength and conditioning, your nutrition's in place, your recovery's in place, your injury management. And basically once everything is dialed in and balanced and you're not overwhelmed and it really kind of fits into your life, um, generally you do well because uh, you know people are just overtraining themselves and working jobs, not sleeping, and uh, they're just trashed all the time. And they really cannot have a career when they're just trashed and injured all the time. But could it be something like, <clears throat> what I'm asking is, would there be a time where we might see you with some athletes that are at certain events or something like that? Maybe, maybe not. Um, you know, I, I've had actually like, you know, like fighters from one championship or anything like that hit me up. Um, but the thing is, they always put me to sponsor them. And I was like, like, I don't do that. Like, I believe that you should pay me for my time. Like, I don't, because um, I don't believe in sponsoring athletes. I think that athletes won't take it seriously when it's free um, and also like it won't allow me to dedicate myself the way I should you know if I'm just giving it away so um, yeah those things kind of generally fall through because they're so used to getting things for free but I'm more than happy working with uh, just pro athletes or amateurs going to pro and then they climb the ranks and they just see like the benefits so, but really that's all I care about. Like, I don't really attach myself to any specific athlete organization name or anything like that. It's all about the message. Maybe we could talk just a little bit, because I know you have some things maybe, like, as a, a program that you don't want to give away. But maybe we could just talk about the basics of weight cutting, some of the things you see that fighters are doing wrong. Oh, um, some couple things that fighters are doing wrong for their weight cuts. Um, one is that you know, they – are waiting for fight camps to really trim down. So they treat it like a fat camp instead of a fight camp. Fight camps are really to fine tune your game plan and really just peak at the right time. And generally when you are trying to lose weight during your fight camp, basically you're cutting calories, calories that you need really for all your training sessions and strength and conditioning. So you're gonna feel like really terrible. And um, a number of them will do keto. They'll do keto and pull out all their carbs and everything and they feel terrible during their fight camp training. And then also when it comes time for their water cut, they really just have nothing else to pull out. So they're just already depleted from that aspect. Um, some of them are just training dehydrated. They don't really monitor their hydration levels. They're working out in sauna suits and just trying to sweat out as many pounds as possible. And it's kind of crazy. And then um, by the time they actually have to do that physical water cut at the end, there's nothing left. And then they just pass out because they're just so drained. 
Um, that's another aspect of it. And um, another aspect that athletes do wrong is that they pay no attention to their replenishment. After they weigh in, all of a sudden they think it's a buffet. They just eat whatever they want and, and just gar gorge and stuff and feel terrible. And all of a sudden they wake up feeling terrible and then they put um, a terrible performance in the ring. Or they are thinking that I'm going to be super healthy and they're just eating salads and really not replenishing properly and they feel terrible as well. So there's basically certain things that you need to focus on replenishing properly, whatever you pulled out to make sure that um, you are recovered well and feeling sharp for your fights. Now we talked about, you talked about the hydration test. So maybe talk a little bit about how that's different than like someone who's weighing out the UFC, for example. Um, well, one championship, like the, it's like a urine test, and they just kind of look at like the, the solute, uh, like whatever is going on in the urine, and basically, it, you know, um, they can tell if you are dehydrated. So th when you're dehydrated, it implies that you've been cutting a decent amount of water. So obviously, that's a good way for them to kind of limit these like crazy water cuts. Because I think, um, you know, I think. Uh, UFC, I don't think they do anything like that for hydration testing, so that's why you tend to see like, the big water cuts going on in there. Now, there was a, a documentary. I haven't talked to, to the filmmaker yet, but I plan to. And he was working with, uh, I forget the fighter's name, but the UFC actually monitored her cut. They wanted her to cut down, and uh, she ended up not making the weight. They ended up cutting her, and she was the champion at the time. Yeah, um, it's... Uh, it's, it's unfortunate. Uh, so that that's something uh, where, what do you think about that? Where there's a situation where like the UFC is actually directly involved with trying to help an athlete get down because they want them to fight it a different way, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't exactly uh, know that story, but um, you know, there's, there's so many dynamics involved. Like obviously, you know, for people that have been in the fight game for a long time and, you know, they've been a fighter or being around gyms, there's generally a lot of politics going on. So uh, every organization has their own little quirks. Every fight promotion has their own little quirks in politics. And, you know, it, I, I can't really, like, uh, comment directly on what's going on there. But. So maybe, like, for you, it, it might be easier to just not be involved, but just help the athletes, but you don't have to be at the events and involved in all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I kind of like to stay, like, at a distance. I mean, obviously, um, if the event ever help comes and they want me there, then that, that's cool. Like, it would be a cool experience. But um, I kind of value just, like, time away, time with family and everything. And, you know, I enjoy that I'm able to help fighters make weight while I'm just checking them on, the, on my phone. Like, I don't really have to be there and watch over them. And, and really just they still have smooth weight cuts. Now, as we're kind of winding down the interview, why don't you talk about I know I heard you talk about an app and mm -hmm. also maybe about the stuff that where people can go and find like your website app, these kind of things. Ah, cool. So, so yeah, so uh, my app, I have the MMA doc app is basically um, my training app or training platform that I have athletes on there. So generally uh, when athletes enroll with me, um, I send them an invite, they create an account on there. We chat on every about what's going on with their training discuss a strength and conditioning program that works for them in the schedule and then um, I publish it and then I really kind of check in on them as well and I really kind of educate them to be a smarter athlete so I will educate them more about conditioning and why strength training in a certain way how you, what you should be aiming for with your recovery and what you should be aiming for um, 
when you're eating and, and weight cuts and water cuts. And basically, uh, I'm always happy that you know athletes are just kind of like learning and training smarter the whole way. So, yeah, if you are like um, interested, yeah, go onto my um, Instagram page. Uh, the MMA at the MMA doc. Um, you can definitely sign up for my free training pipeline worksheet. And obviously, you know, he'll ask questions about what's going on with your training and see if everything's uh, balanced. And then obviously, um, if you're interested, we can always chat and really kind of see what it's like to work together. And I'm very um, interactive with my athletes and really just give them individualized approach that really kind of, uh, complements their busy lifestyle because generally athletes don't really make as much money you know only the top upper tier is actually making a decent living in uh, combat sports the rest are generally working jobs and having a lot of uh, other things that they need to take care of so i make sure that i have uh, a program that really fits into that and not overwhelming for them while still getting the gains that they want now can they download your app from like the app store or is this something that Yes, oh, so, but, yeah, so if they, um, when they enroll with me, then I send them an invite so to download the app and really kind of create an account and then we interact with there. So it's not one of those apps where you download and then all of a sudden you can just see everything. It's, it's really more like, hey, when we're directly working together, then I will send you that invite, you download the app, create the account, and then you will see everything on there. And basically, it's just as um, videos about how to do your exercises, your programs on there. And, you know, if you have, any uncertainty about how to do a certain exercise or anything like that, record yourself, send it to me. I give you a form check and really see, make sure you're doing things properly. But um, the one thing is like, it's not one of those programs where I just give it to you and call it a day. We're generally always working with each other. I'm checking with you during the week to make sure that you're putting your best foot forward to where you're training. Now, are there people can go to? I'm sorry, can you repeat that? anything else that you have that you're providing like uh, other than what you've discussed with the pipeline um, yeah so uh basically the main thing that i really provide is the training pipeline um for athletes that are really interested in let's say um, you know where they're at with their cardio there's no test so the generally athletes are just doing random cardio so i always have my athletes do a heart rate recovery test so if you were to follow me and just dm me like um you know cardio, like recovery tests or anything like that, then I will just kind of uh, chat with you and then send you a heart rate recovery test and see where you're at with things. And basically that actually helps me um, determine how I should program conditioning programs for my athletes based on what they need and how they do with it instead of just running 10Ks like a couple times a week for no reason or doing a bunch of HIIT workouts. Now, where can people find you on the social medias that you're using? Um, on Instagram at the MMA doc. So once you, uh, you know, follow me, uh, generally I always uh, interact with my followers. Um, you can always DM me and we'll, we'll chat from there. Or generally, like if you follow me, I will probably at some time send you a DM to say what's up, see how training is going, and see if uh, you would make benefit from working with a coach. All right. Well, <clears throat> um, I really appreciate you taking time to do this. I know that you're you're busy, and uh, yeah. you know. Ever wanted to do something again, or you know, talk about yeah, something yeah. further in the future? I'd love to have you on again. But, yeah, sure, man. I really That's appreciate sure. your time. Cool, thank you, man. Yeah, I appreciate uh, you having me on. Yeah, and I appreciate talking to you, and uh, just thank you again for taking the time. All right, cool. Thank you. Take care. Take care. Bye. <laughs>
Now, if you want to follow Dr. Richard Mack on Instagram, again, it's at the MMA doc, D-O-C, so the MMA doc. And as always, you can follow me at uh, the underscore Todd underscore Atkins underscore show on Instagram. And uh, please follow my uh, YouTube. Please subscribe to my YouTube, uh, Todd Atkins Show. And uh, as always, I appreciate the support. And uh, you'll be seeing much more content from me in the coming uh, days and weeks.